Oh man, that was like a totally crazy night out. Yeah, we totally rocked it, Amsterdam style. Oh Victor man, you were like so totally crazy off your face man. <laughs> What's that you're reading? Dude, I have no idea. Some piece of paper I found in my pocket. Oh man. I was so totally baked last night. Apparently, I bought sob. Oh, man. You must have been completely out of it. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed, or as I prefer to call this episode, what we did on our holidays. In the last show, we could have talked about what we did over the whole Christmas period, but we had so many other things to talk about, stuff that's happening in the motor industry, and therefore at the moment we decided to do that. Instead, we thought we'd save what happened over the Christmas New Year thing for this show, because it involved some extreme motoring experiences, I think, for all three of us I think we should sort of sum up God, it's a hell of an intro to this show isn't it well, but, um, I think you guys have had a slightly more exotic time at the least, so, so you, you guys go first and I'll follow up with okay, well, the show and tell isn't it we'll so. do the headlines first your, <laughs> what we did Richard on yeah your holidays you went where briefly just the headlines I went to California nice in the United stuff. States and drove two very interesting cars drove two there. interesting cars that we don't get here in the UK yeah um, that's all we need to know for the moment yeah I went to New Zealand via Hong Kong and Australia drove a relatively uninteresting car but that was very good but saw loads of really interesting cars and if you've seen that video clip that we published recently went to a museum of really really interesting cars <laughs> literally the best museum in the world I <laughs> <would> wager <laughs> from Take our point that. of view natural history museum from our point of view yes that quite possibly yeah. I was incredibly jealous when I saw that and, and Zog during the Christmas New Year holiday I've, thing yeah I've been uh, experiencing extreme Arctic conditions in London. Wow. You see, we missed most of that because we were out of the loop completely during the worst of the weather. But you had to deal with... I mean, your Porsche outside, how did you get on with your... Uh, well, actually, no, it really wasn't such a, uh, such a big deal because, you know, for all the, the fuss that's been made about how bitterly cold it's been and how much disruption there's been, actually, uh, on the hand modifications that did actually take the car out, yeah, it, it's slippery on the side roads, but there's no one on them. On the main roads... They were pretty clear. I wasn't out there when it was particularly bad. But the problem I did have was just to do with getting into the car because I just found that the, the doors were frozen solid. Yeah. You know, I'd, you know the, the lock, a mm, little bit stiff, but it was like somebody had glued the doors shut. It took me about 10 minutes just to get into the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on another occasion, and this was something I'd never come across in winter before, but I managed to break a small component in the sort of in the rear hatch opening mechanism because, you know, because the end of the mechanism was frozen up. When the motor then sort of turns to pull on a couple of little rods and work some things, you know, because the stuff at the end is frozen, a link in the middle breaks, and yeah. uh, and it never was it plastic. Was it? it was plastic, yeah. You know, it's it a tight, a tiny little fifty isn't it? In the cold, it's, it's exactly. Bizarre. Yeah. So, can I tell you something really geeky about that? Please, please. The the uh, current Mini, but the you know the, so the big BMW Mini, the original version of that. One of the changes they made late in its development was, if you look at it, those first ones, before they recessed the windscreen wipers a little bit, they have those grills in front of the windscreen with a sort of hexagonal pattern on them. And they changed the design of those because 
most cars don't have that funny hexagonal pattern and make any feature out of those grills. And the Mini did, but the plastic became very brittle in cold weather testing and snapped when you shut the bonnet. So they had to change the spec. And that was one of the first like times I read plastic. that and went, oh, my God, yeah, plastic is quite brittle, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's, yeah, ooh, yeah. It goes soft in heat, but it goes incredibly hard in cold and then... And then it breaks. So, well, yeah, there you go. It's, it's just one of these that's, that's a weird thing. I wouldn't have thought yeah. of it. Cautionary tale for people with, well, with any car, well, really. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you it, couldn't get into your When car. it gets really cold, you know, just some things just don't work as they normally do because mm. all sorts of things freeze up or, yeah, and some things will just break more easily. Yeah, no, I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it for about, Actually, about 10, 15 minutes. Funnily enough, uh, something I noticed uh, just before I went away when it was just starting to get really cold and we flew to the US, the day after the snow really started and um, so it had been cold before that and I'd been using my Merc E-Class coupe and I noticed that when you pulled on the seat belt it, it made a, a squeaking noise as you pulled it for the first time and I think that, but it was only when it had been left outside when I'd left it in an underground car park where it was warm it didn't happen, again mm. things, plasticky yeah. bits, Something getting shrunk cold or... and shrunk, yeah, and just yeah. become a bit, a bit clattery and, and caused a squeak but it's really weird, and I guess that's just a corollary of everything, like you say, shrinking and... Solid shrinks, yeah. fluids expand if they're frozen, so maybe it was a fluid expansion thing, I don't know. I don't Not all fluids, fluid. no, it, I, I, I think it's only ice that expands. Is that the only uh, one? Oh, that is... Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, ice is an unusual See? substance in that it expands when it... Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it causes potholes. Yeah, oh, yeah, because you get this really odd... tarmac and then... Yeah, so does yeah, marijuana. So Creates potholes, doesn't it? Those little holes that you get in your trousers. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hello. Uh, hey. So, so, so what happened abroad? So <laughs> while you were freezing your trousers off in Northern Europe, Violet and I and uh, our two boys were exploring the what we used to call the Antipodes, really enjoying all the Japanese domestic cars that we saw out there. We, I've got a list here. Hang and on. by antipodes, we should be we should be clear. You mean we're, we're talking New Zealand here, uh, not not yeah, Australia? Yeah, well, we it, we did pass through. How Australia. big's this list? Gareth just brought over a rucksack. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, yeah, rustling through a big um, stack of papers there. And, I uh, uh, thought I got in there once. I, obviously, I didn't. Um, hang on a minute. This could take a minute. Stand by. Talking with yourselves. Okay, so, fill um, time. Yeah, so but the Porsche's all right. Though. It started first time. All of that. So you, know, you must be feeling the all benefits of the transactional uh, layout, sort of weight distribution. <laughs> oh the, yes, yes. This weather. When it slides, it slides beautifully. Very progressive, fifty-fifty. Oh hello. I'm having the same bit. trouble with the Sora. The back end really wants to go in it. Just some of the cars I saw. You know, the Holden Malou, uh, the Viva. As opposed uh, to the giant Baloo. Yeah, the Holden Viva. <laughs> the Toyota Vitz, which is a version of the Yaris. Yes. Uh, the Curran, uh, which is like the Sylvia. The Platz, which is the Yaris Saloon. The Pronard, the Camry, the First. That's the 1ST. The Ist, isn't it? The Ist. Is that, that Ist? That is the... Um, is that supposed to be First? We have that here now, I think. Isn't that Do the we? Urban Cruiser? Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. I thought in this country an Urban Cruiser was basically a paedophile. Yeah. <laughs> not according to Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not joking. I think it's a terrible yeah, name. It's a terrible name. I mean, yeah, it's actually it's not a bad name in its own way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the right. Opa, the Caldina—that is the Camry Estate, yeah, isn't yeah. it? The Alex, the Bluebird. Sorry, just to interrupt. Do you know yeah. I, I went to Bolivia for that Top Gear thing and, uh, earlier in the year? Those Caldinas everywhere in Bolivia. 
the really? car of choice. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's like a new really one that's basic very cool. looking. Yeah, these are the old. Like, I mean, there's been like two generations ago. Uh, yeah. uh, Karina here. No, it's Karina's. Karina. Actually. It's Karina's. That's it. And um, but I looked. I suddenly noticed that they're not quite the same as they are here because. The basic one has got a leaf-sprung rear axle. It's front-wheel drive, but it's got a leaf-sprung. It's great, I suppose. Great for the, out there, yeah. Khaki Rose. Was, my God, if it's got terrible. a slightly different name, it's a slightly different car. That's yeah. my, my knowledge of, of it these days. Yes. Um, the Bluebird Sylphie, the yeah. Lauren Club, the Nissan March, of course, the Micra, yeah. uh, the Tilda, the Maxima, the Avenir... The Liberty. Can I tell you something rather boring as well? Go the Tilda, five door hatchback, isn't it? Or the saloon yep. version, yeah. Yep. Inexplicably, I think I'm right. If, you, if, if anyone's in Ireland, maybe they can tell me. But I think that's officially sold there in Ireland, but not in this country ah. because. Uh, Kilometres right and drive. Well, I think it's just Nissan. I've given up on that thing because <laughs> the Qashqai is such a massive success for them yeah. that they binned the Almira. Did you just sneeze then? I cough? did, sorry, yeah. yeah. You might want to wipe that up. Qashqai. With, um, with your, your Bluebird Sylphie tissues. <laughs> just be honest, that sounds always a terrible <laughs> those Sylphie tissues. I like your factlets. Uh, Mitsubishi Triton double cab, the Capella, the Mazda Atenza, the Famiya. Is the Atenza, is that a Mazda 6? It's a 6, the new right. saloon, you're right. That's a good yeah. name. Yeah, a Tenza. Tenza is a bit more sort of interesting than why do Mazda do that? Because you know, obviously the the, the MX Five Miata. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. Nice you know, Miata. Yeah, but Miata, yeah. nice name. Why is I it agree. MX Five. I'm familiar with it now, but it's a bit functional. It's the Mazda Bounty. Mm. Why Bounty. don't you dip it in some chocolate and then dip it in those <laughs> bits of coconut there? Ah, it'll taste good. Ah, it's Bounty. <laughs> um... <laughs> Is this a cake or a meringue? No, no you're, you're not right. wrong, it's, it's a cake, a cake. <laughs> uh, The Mazda Demio, the Suzuki Aereo, loads of really interesting Aereo cars. Aereo is the... Uh, that was one day. Uh, is the Aereo the... Uh, Chocolate uh, bubbles flavoured yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, that's the... Um, the, the a reasonably priced car, the old one off top. Yeah, the, 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 the uh, 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 Liana. Liana, Liana yeah. that's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, loads of those. The Hyundai Terror Can. We had those here. Do we? While. I think they've got rid now, but yeah. Uh, the Honda logo, the new Honda like, Odyssey. You seen the new Honda Odyssey? Uh, is that a sort of quite flat sides, quite nice looking sort of thing? Like an R Class or an S Max? Yeah, right. Really? Oh, yes, baby. Yeah. And I've always admired those. I think the older generation, where they're sort of very flat sided, but somehow quite groovy with it, like a. An intercity train or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not yeah. not so unreasonable. Tell you what it is, and without wishing to sound like a a, a black roll neck Saab driving car designer type person, but <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's because it's got a really good stance. The wheels are at the sides of the body, yeah, aren't they? Extremes, the yeah. sides are flat, but then the yeah. wheels don't look like they're sort of apologetically tucking underneath like a scolded dog. They're right out, and the, the, the track is, is wide. It got my attention. It has yeah, the right the proportions, car. windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything's just right. I, mean, yeah. like, I want it, baby. Get it, me, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitsubishi 380 GT, uh, the Diamante, of course. You could never call it that in oh, this country, could God. you? The Ratner's edition. The Ford Territory, which isn't as big as I thought it was. It's uh, a Falcon. This is a Falcon platform jacked up with four Is that actually yeah, 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 it is, yeah. uh, the Ford Falcon XR6 and the XR8, the Fairmont and the Ford G6E. These are the big Ford saloons, which I think, now that Ford have given up on Volvo and Land Rover and uh, Jaguar, mm-hmm. they could start bringing in some big Australian V8s if they wanted a big car now. New uh, Granada. I, yeah, I don't think they- they do. However, uh, funny you should mention that because just today I saw two of those Ford Falcons, the last generation ones, uh, drove past me 
stretched because they seem to be uh, popular amongst undertakers. No. It's not the first time I've seen them in this country. Because they're right-hand drive anyway, so you bring them in, you get someone like Coleman Mill. I don't know who's doing this, I should look into it, but yeah. they're stretching them. These were saloons. I didn't see the actual hearse. I don't know whether that is. But because, and this is it's a fair point that. that uh, Leaf Spring rear axle wouldn't matter yeah. if you're carrying a, a coffin because well, yeah, the passengers don't want a good anyway, ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but this is the thing that now there's no. Because a lot of funeral cars were Granadas and, and Carlton's yeah. or Omegas. They're now Mercedes, aren't they? They're now oh, Mercedes. Oh, Volvos. Jags yeah. have sort of fallen out of favour. I mean, I suppose stretching the XJ now is a oh, right old faff. Yeah, that would yeah, be horrible. Yeah. Ooh. And it will put, accidentally putting a steel centre section into an aluminium car and it'll start reacting together and it'll fall apart in the middle of a funeral and very embarrassing so yeah the, but I guess the, the Ford Falcon is a relatively simple car, car cut and stretch cut and stretch yeah. so yeah that's what they're doing I'd love to see the Falcon over here I, I, I but don't would you would you really would you I, for, just for Ford yeah. I so think, they've got a big car what a taxi what I just a taxi. think it's a bit of a I mean, no offence to Australian listeners but it's a bloody ocker of a car isn't it I mean it's a real singlet wearing moron of a car at least the Holden Commodore which I love and you know I used and it that is such a handsome it's car, a great looking car, great Woof. looking car. Um, <laughs> but also, it's <laughs> sorry, sorry, we're really geeking no, out here, man. <laughs> but it's got this, proper this engineering underneath it, that Holden. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's um, it's, you know, it's, it's got that fancy, relatively fancy rear Corvette engine. Stuff the cool, well, Corvette engines. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's properly engineered, and the Falcon is still on an old platform that they just sort of keep reheating in a big microwave and it's a bit crude and a bit dumb I don't know I'm, 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 if you're Australian and you feel differently and I know that people over there are drawn under party lines between Holden and Ford but looking at the Commodore versus the Falcon and both their new generations always favoured the Commodore because it just seems like a proper car I would have always considered myself a Ford man you know I love the Ford Motor Company but going down there and seeing the two of them up against each other the Falcon versus the Commodore the Commodore looks a much more sophisticated car much better looking car the Falcon looks like a Ford of the 80s the Commodore looks like a Vauxhall of the 21st century, you know, a modern car. It looks great. Anyway, that's what I noticed down there. I drove around in a, a Nissan X-Trail, which was profoundly good. And on that note, yeah. let's move on. Honourable <laughs> <laughs> Nissan President Sam, news from Britain. Honourable Garth Jones on Speed Podcast has damned us with faint praise. Oh, that's quite nice. Mm, I love the smell of petrol in the morning. Sniff petrol! One of the things I discovered being out in New Zealand was that it's quite like Northern California. Which is where you were, Richard, wasn't it? Northern California? All over California. Nice. South, central, not south central. No, south central, yo, yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, popped in to see my homies. But uh, yeah, we we started in LA and we drove up through the whole of California. Five, is it? Up middle? I can't remember now. Is it Uh, five? What the highway? Um, yeah. Well, the the one highway one, the Pacific Coast Highway, one. goes up the goes up the coast. coast. But then the one hundred and one is the inland sort one. of more multi lane, faster one, yeah. but but not half as pretty views. And while I was out there, because we were out there for three weeks, and I thought I'll try and borrow a couple of cars that we don't get here in the UK. 
try them out. Because there's lots of stuff out there that we don't, we don't get. I'll, I'll mention some of this in a bit, but... Uh, Not the Mercure XR4Ti. I saw one of those. <laughs> hey! Do you know what? I saw one of those. Unfortunately, I was driving, otherwise I'd have taken a picture of it for, for our delectation. But, but no, I missed that. The only couple of things that caught my eye that I really thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make some calls and see if I can, I can borrow them. Uh, first one, uh, Chevrolet Camaro, <sighs> which actually brings us back to what we were talking before about uh, the Australian, uh, Australian Holden Commodore, mm. because... The uh, the new Camaro, which you've probably seen, it's in the Transformers movie and stuff, and it's um, it's a hell of a good looking car, and and I don't think it's not as retro as uh, the the Mustang, mm-hmm. which has just been given a facelift, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you've not seen it, it looks pretty much the same as the as the new generation Mustang, which you're probably familiar with, but they've given it a little set of hips, which is quite nice, a little sort of kick up in the rear three quarter. It also has the most tricksy and pointless rear indicators I've ever seen. Pointless. You imagine? Well, just because they would never be legal over here for right. a start. Uh, but, uh, you know, American cars can blink red at the back. And yeah. even mm. some cars, the brake light can also be the indicator. So <laughs> you put the brakes on and, and you're indicating and one side is flashing and one side is on constant. It's really Make confusing. Up your mind. Potentially quite dangerous, actually, because <laughs> I almost rear-ended somebody. He was braking in bright sunlight, but he also uh, indicating. And I was just like, well, I, I couldn't see that he was stopping and indicating. It was all confusing. The must the new one now you imagine they've taken that design cue off the 60s Mustang three vertical bars of red yeah and they put that onto the new generation Mustang the new one they've sort of put a little kick up on the lower outer edge of the lamp if that makes sense so instead of being a big square or a rectangle now it's a rectangle but with the bottom outer corner on each side of the car it's sort of kinked up a little this bit. This is looking from the back, not looking, looking from, from the back, right, yeah, looking yeah, straight yeah, onto yeah, the back. Yeah. Now, so you've still got three vertical bars. When it indicates... <laughs> they, the outer one blinks at double go, speed. It go, they blink in order, so it'll... Do they? Yes. Oh, really? Uh, so what happens is they... So, assuming you're not braking, all three bars are lit, and then they go off, and then it goes... Inner bar, then, then inner middle, and central. then outer. Yeah, oh. so the end, yeah, they all illuminate. In, oh. in, so it goes bink, 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 off, bink, 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 <laughs> off. Overly complicated. And, but at the same time, every time I saw one, I was going, I hope he indicates. Oh, he has, brilliant. Oh, look at that. Look at that. That's so pointless. But there we go. Anyway, we digress. So the Camaro, not as retro as the Mustang, tricksy, silly indicators notwithstanding, not as retro as the Dodge Challenger. As well, which you, you may have seen, which is very retro. It does look like a facsimile. Camaro's got five point seven. That's got a hell of a bit of heritage to live up to. Yeah, exactly. Head. No, it's six point two now. It's the is um, it six point two, which is also now in the Commodores and in the VXR eight Vauxhall that we have here. Yeah. So it is that car underneath. A lot of the development, some of the final design work, even was done in Australia. But an awful lot of the development. There's basically, and you can hence the feel. massive rhubarbs. <laughs> yeah, hence the massive rhubarbs. Hence its right-hand drive for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> and it feels very much like a VXR8, which I, you know, I used to have one of those for six months as a long-term test car. But so the two-door low roof. Yeah, so the yeah. shell feels stiffer. Uh, which is only a good thing. Uh, the ride feels a bit stiffer, but it's not unbearable. But it has that same sort of brutal, heavy feeling. It's a blunt instrument, but by God, it's yeah, good it's fun. Good. And it was a manual as well. It was the car they lent me was a manual, which is really unusual. And mm-hmm. and it was the so it's the full six point two SS spec with all the packs on it. This extra 
pack of four gauges that you can have down in front of the gear lever. I mean, sort of silly, but at the same time, one of them is a transmission temperature gauge. Ooh, how geeky is which, that? Yeah, I know, it's great. It's, it's really nice. And, uh, but you don't need it because you can tell when the transmission's warmed up because it loosens up. When it's cold, God, it's a bit clunky, just like my old Vauxhall. It's just, but it is, it's a really, really charming car. It's not the last word in brilliant dynamics. A BMW M engineer or someone from Jag would wet themselves with some of its ineptitude, but at the same time, it's it fun. is. It is yeah. so charismatic, such good fun. Everybody loves it. It makes a wonderful noise. And you think, well, I bet they do some aftermarket pipes for it, just as they oh, do for the Holdens. Yeah. And it would make an even better noise. But it and is it's and a, it's I bet a it terrific yelps bit of kit. in American multi story car parks. What do you mean? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, of course it does. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it's on those you know, stupid American rock hard tyres as well. So it's a proper muscle car. But actually. It's not untalented. I mean, it is. It is, as I said, it's a. It's a bit of a. It's a, a hammer rather than a scalpel. And did the sometimes you want a hammer? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, maybe banging in some nails, yeah. or in this With case, scalpel. smoking yeah. some people away from the lights. <laughs> then that's what <laughs> you, you want. want and it's just, it's just a deeply, deeply cool car. And I really loved it. I and, really did. And did the future Mrs. Sniff approve of it? Uh, I dropped a hint there that you were about to get married, didn't I? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's, it's <laughs> my other bit of news, which I wasn't going to bog us down with on a, on We Are Men of Cars, but, uh, yeah, I got engaged when I was in California, hey. so thank you, thank you very much. Um, What's the wedding car going to be? Have you thought about it? I don't know. You, yeah, Gareth emailed me, I don't, you don't know this, so Gareth emailed me and suggested that for some reason it should be a white Montego, <laughs> maybe... HLS. Um, HLS, yes. I'll get back And to you're kind of coming around to the idea. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. <laughs> She my my fiance, Mrs. Porter, uh, liked the Camaro. Yes, uh, she didn't drive that. She wasn't insured to drive that. But then this brings me on to the other car that we borrowed. The Camaro went back, and I borrowed something else. Bit interesting that you can't get in the UK. You two know what it is, so it's pointless playing the guessing game. But another rear-wheel drive coupe. But this young pretender, the Hyundai Genesis coupe. If you haven't seen this, go, go and Google it. You look at it first and you go, actually, it, well, it just looks like a replacement for the Hyundai Coupe that we've had here for years. And then you look at it more and the proportions are different. The reason they're different is because it's rear-wheel drive. And you can have it with a 3.8 V6, which is what I had. And mine had an auto box with paddle shifters, which initially I thought was a bit useless. But when you really spank it, it's not actually that bad. It's sort of a Capri for its generation. It is a little bit, but it's a bit more sorted than that. I mean, it is actually genuinely a very good car it's because uh, i think how I mean, does america feel about a hyundai hyundai do you know what more people came up to me to admire the hyundai hyundai never got quite the than the camaro yeah but not really? knowing what it was right okay. and then when you go oh it's a i always kept and i kept going it's a hyundai oh, hey it's a tiburon well, that's the thing, because they're that's still the selling one. the Tiburon, yeah. And this is the, this, they're calling it the Genesis Coupe, which is confusing, because the Genesis sedan is, is, although related underneath, this massive sort of five-series rival, but for three-series money, which apparently is, is selling quite well over there, as is this car. But, yeah, people liked it. They just didn't know what it was. But the interesting thing is when you went, oh, it's a Hyundai, mostly they went, oh, really? Ah, oh, right. And there was no... Oh, wow, it's Korean. I think they're sort of... They're over that crest now where... They're not complete loser cars. Mm. They're actually all right. You know, it's acceptable to say you've got a in America. Well, and this will only sort of help to further that on. But apart from anything else, it's just a great car if, to drive. If only Hugo had hung in there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but, but America is falling out of love with, you know, with the big 
car, you know, with the big, with the huge SUVs, and the, you know, they they, they are coming round. I think you know, as a, mm, as they, a, as they, a, they are, think, yeah, they are to a point. It's the number of Honda Jazzes that I saw over there, and Toyota Yarrai. Yarrow. 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 They don't make crash helmets. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, including a Honda Jazz that had a, a, a sticker on the, the rear bumper that just said, that's one less SUV. <laughs> it's happened. But this is in Northern California. All yeah, the yeah. Which is different there. Which is really American. But to be so, fair, America's... So you get the Midwest, I'm sure it would be yeah. packed with people. Um, America goes through this cycle of larger cars, smaller cars. Like if you imagine that the Honda Corporation in America was built on the old Civic CVCC, yeah. which was, you know, f- for America, it was like buying a micro car. It's yeah, like yeah. buying a Fiat 500 over here. Yeah. Such a small car for America. But they sold so many that Honda became a massive manufacturer in the United States yep. as a result of that car. I like the idea that Americans are uh, driving away from their F-150s and their Lightnings and perhaps thinking about smaller vehicles again. Uh, mm, yeah, I'm not convinced that they are, really. I think that because, you know, the F-150 is still usually the best-selling vehicle in the US, but then the other best-selling vehicle is typically the Toyota Camry. But wasn't and the Ford so, Fusion the car of the year last year? Uh, it yeah, it was, which uh, is, is what they would term a mid-sized car, and that's based on the Mazda 6 platform. Uh-huh. Um, but then you've also got the Ford Taurus, which briefly became the Ford 500, based on Volvo. the Volvo platform mm. we were talking about in the last show. Mm. And that's just been given a real revamp and this new styling. And it's a really quite a nice-looking car. Whiff of Armandeo in it, mm-hmm. in the front, but sort of no bad mixed thing. up with a bit of Americana at the back. And no, it's a nice-looking car, an imposing-looking car. And there's this SHO version. Remember there was a Taurus mm-hmm. SHO years ago, which used that Yamaha V8. It's a special Yamaha. high output. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Or super, is it special? I think it's super high output or special high super output. Super high output. Or, I think you're right. right. Awesome high output. Yeah! yeah! And um, <laughs> if, uh, Which has got this twin-turbo V6 in it, which sounds like a, uh, an intriguing car. It would be something else. I'd, uh, Try and try next time I'm in America, but but that's a that's what they would call a full size car. Mm. And actually, in the context of seeing it in downtown LA, where you'd see it mixing with uh, Cadillac Escalades and stuff like that, it would look like a reasonably sized car. But I think over here you'd suddenly go, "Ruddy hell, that thing's bigger than an E class." You know, it's a mm. it's a it's probably it's a big old thing. Well, you had a V6 in the Hyundai. In the Hyundai, yeah. What did it sound like? Any good? Uh, and I'm glad you asked me that because it's something in which um, me and the future Mrs. Porter disagreed because uh, she drove the Hyundai. And what's quite interesting is, you know, she's not as into cars as we are, but then, you know. <laughs> no one <who> is. is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not so, even Lee Iacocca was yeah, into cars as much as Bob Lutz occasionally rings up and goes, hey guys, just back off a bit. Right? <laughs> um, but uh, she she drove the, the Hyundai and, uh, from, from a sort of, why do I keep saying Hyundai? It's a Hyundai. Um, f- from her point of view, she really loved it. She thought it was a nice car to drive as well. She, she liked it. She also liked the noise it made. I thought on the move it was a little bit droney. It reminded me in this and a number of ways of the Nissan 350Z Mm-hmm. Which again, I always think makes a sort of a lot of times just makes a bit of a noise, not necessarily a nice noise. However, on startup when it's cold, this Hyundai made this this right old bark that's often caught you unawares because it's got a starter button keyless, so you just jab the button once and then you know the electronics come on and then it just starts itself. So you sort of go, bim, di, 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 ah, what the? And I, 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 thought, I thought I took the precaution of making a recording of it, which I'd like to play for you now. You really? Yeah, yeah. Like you got the phone. Yeah. Okay. Listen to this. Well, give it to me, and I'll, I'll run it to the computer. We'll run it. 
That is raspy. It's quite raspy, yeah. isn't it? Raspy. <laughs> Although, if, if you're going to sort of optimise the sound of a car for any point, you, yeah. you want it to sound better on the move than having your moment of joy when you start Yes, that. Well, but it's, there's it's a bit of logic. But, well, I think it came from Richard Parry Jones now. Ah, oh, lovely great. Ford man, uh, retired. Yeah. Uh, but he, I think, was personally responsible, I was told, for... The Jaguar S-Type R was the first one that did this. When he switched on and it was cold, it really thumped and banged like a proper old-fashioned V8. And once it was warm and once you're on the move, it didn't. And he deliberately asked them to engineer that in by, you know, fiddling with the ECU and the exhaust and all the stuff that you need to do that. So that just first thing in the mornings... The owners are reminded they spent the money on a V8. You, you basically, you get your little kick, you yes. get your little hit of V8 But if it did it all the time, it would just annoy then, you. Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. So the okay. trouble with the Hyundai is that it, it actually makes that fantastic, at, at first, and you go, yes. Um, and then, it's and then of, you get on with actually driving somewhere. a little bit more of that rough anybody. edge would have been nice. It sounded quite good at high revs. I didn't record that because when it was at high revs, I was driving it. I got stopped by the police, by the way. Oh, well oh. done. <laughs> Wait, what is the speed limit? 65 in California no, this week? No, I was in a 55 zone, unfortunately. Okay. And I was, so he claimed, doing 72. No. Actually, if anyone in America can tell me this, because I don't know. I, unfortunately, I'd have to go to court to contest it, but my court date, because they give you, you know, they've, they've been, you've been stopped for yeah, speed. Oh, I have, yes. Yes. They put a court date on you. Have you ever been stopped? I have. Well, well I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell, <laughs> you finish, and I'll tell you what happened to me. But, but they put a court date on your um, on your ticket, and my court date is uh, 10th of February, I think. And I suppose I could turn up on the 2nd of October and claim that I don't understand why Americans put the month before the <laughs> <laughs> date. <laughs> 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 Which uh, would lead me on to a story about, um, about our engagement ring, or well, my fiancé's engagement ring, but it's too complicated to go into now <laughs> to do with dates. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Where are we going? Oh, yes, <laughs> me being stopped for speeding. Yes. And I was the, the funny thing is, I was on the way to see the James Dean Memorial on the junction where he mm. died. Um, uh, just a, not in a macabre way, but because we were staying uh, for New Year in a house in a place called Paso Robles in central California. And I'd always heard of this town, even though it's a tiny place, because I remember as a kid reading an article about James Dean's mm. death. And remembering Paso Robles is the name of this town where he died or near right. where he died. And so when we were there, I was like, I've got to go and see the, the actual place. It's a bit far out of the town. We went for a drive, but on the way there, I got stopped by the cops. For, he claimed doing 72. Uh, and I was actually just accelerated out of, out of the junction where Dean died, which is. Um, <laughs> it also turns out that on his way, just before he died, earlier that day, he was stopped for speeding as well. So, you know, yeah. it's a sort of weird salutary tale. In his yeah. which model Porsche, sir? Yeah, it was a 550. It's a 550 yeah. Spider. It's a yeah. beautiful yeah. car. So, well, uh, yeah, but I think. I was, I, I, if anyone uh, is listening in the US, can you confirm for me that American police cars can take a radar read off you while they're driving towards you? Because I, I can't quite get my head around how the radar would work on that. Two moving objects. Yeah, well, no, but as long as they've got a measure of how, what their speed is moving forward. Oh, right, so they'll be synced into the car's yeah. speed. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Sorry Damn! That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you've got probably, relative probably speed... Probably a few dollars in the hole then on that one, I, but. When the cop stopped you, the American cop, did you try being... Reassuringly British. You wouldn't believe. We, we, uh, I, he went the other way. I glanced in the mirror. I saw him doing a Yui because basically I'd just accelerated at this junction. A train of cars had gone past. There was some other stuff coming. So I'd gunned it. And, and then I was just sort of playing catch up with Not a Mustang, black and white Mustang, was it? No, it was right. just a Crown Vic, you know, That'll the classic. And I saw him do a Yui because it, it, he managed to do, do a quick U turn before the sort of truck that was following, which was lost quite far back. And I looked in the mirror and I said to Jules, um, the cops turning around eased it back to 55 and then the lights went on and I just went we're being pulled we're being pulled we pulled in and, and I went you're about to see a man be more British than anyone has ever been before <laughs> since I don't know Edward Fox or maybe Hugh Grant 
he and got so you I did all this. I said, because he did the, do you know what speed you were going? And I was, I'm terribly sorry, officer, I don't. I just pulled out of that junction back there. Wonderful road. I don't think he even knew what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I don't done it. And junction, I don't say junction, intersection. Yeah. And I did, because I, you know, I sort of pride myself on being able to speak American because I'm about to marry at American. So, um, I, I, um, you know, I, I overdid it. And I, I, speed limit here is 55. And I went, oh, goodness me, what speed was I doing? 72 I clacked you at and I was like really oh I find that terribly hard to believe I was really just pulling away I mean I'm afraid this isn't my car and I'm not completely comfortable with the performance of it but no he was having none of that he he got me to get out of the car he couldn't understand my license because all the things are laid out wrong I was going yes that's right yes that's that's my date of birth and I'm surprised he didn't breathalyse me because he thought you're talking mad at funny (laughs) you're not from around these parts so we're on the edge of wine country and I was like I'm surprised I don't breathalyse everyone they stop because half the people on the road must be absolutely boozed off their faces they've been up to uh, uh, um, what, what's his name? Who owns Zoetrope? Um, American Zoetrope? Oh, Francis Ford Francis Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola's yeah, 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 restaurant. Up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his restaurant winery. in San Francisco. Very nice little Italian restaurant. Yeah. Not pricey at all. And, and they, they do some of his wines there. Very nice. Mm. I digress. We are men of cars. Um, we are men of cars and oh, travel. Yeah, well, there we go. So that's it. So I, I drove a Camaro, which I loved, but was sort of technically all right. And I drove a Hyundai Coupe, which I really liked and respected and actually fell in love with quite a bit, which is a technically very good car. And there's a chance they might bring it to this country, which would be interesting so if i were to describe the nissan x trail as uh, profoundly good how would you describe the uh, hyundai genesis coupe i would describe it as a genuinely good driver's car that's not really a soundbite is it you could put it on a poster or something but it is genuine good steering good steering good throttle response nice engine noise notwithstanding and uh, lovely balanced rear wheel drive chassis that you can hurl around it's fantastic and if you had to make a choice between that and the Camaro which would it be where here or in the US here You're going to say Hyundai, aren't you? I, am. I probably yeah, am. But then I might just swerve into a Nissan showroom and buy a 370Z if I wanted hey, that kind of car, so it's a difficult one. Go into my garage and help yourself to an X-Trail. They're profoundly good. <laughs> Honourable Nissan President Sam, they're doing it again. How pleasant. One of the absolute highlights of my Christmas and New Year holiday was about... Hmm, actually, I need to ask girlfriend, how long did we spend in the British car museum in Teowanga? Do you remember? How Just long narrow it down, round it up to the nearest day. No. <laughs> it was no more than one day. No more than one day. <laughs> As a special treat... My nice girlfriend and her nice sister organised for us to go to this bonkers museum, uh, which is in Hawke's Bay. Can I just, sorry, can I just stop you there? You can stop me there. It's TV's Violet Berlin. Hey! 
that's I wish you could see that face. <laughs> What's the matter? I think she's remembering a shed full of a lot of cars. <laughs> All I'm remembering is a conversation that everyone had while Gareth was off looking at the cars, <laughs> uh, which was about how we would improve the museum, which was clearly a really good museum. It involved a scorched earth policy, as far as you were concerned. It wasn't a scorched earth policy. It was about the fact that you walked into this museum and it was like this huge it was an ex fruit packing shed full, full of cars all sort of piled on top of each other i mean really yeah. piled on top of each other if you haven't seen the video go and watch it go to the and website many so. of the cars had like their instruction manuals on the bonnet and other paraphernalia to do with the cars i mean it was lovely and it was clearly unlike any other museum because it was celebrating the ordinary in in, in you know many respects i mean i know nothing about cars but you know if you were around in the 70s and 80s and 90s you would just walk down those corridors and it would be the same as if you were transported back in time to all the ordinary cars on the road. Um, however, there was no kind of interpretation whatsoever is what you expect in a, you know, a modern museum these days. It was literally was. You had to be a complete and utter petrol head to enjoy it. It was so. like somebody's right. garage you know, yeah. expanded a hundred yeah. times. Yeah, and that yeah. was the charm and the joy of it. Yeah, but I'm what bored fun of you would have. these museums that try and be inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> I like objects and cases. Contextualising the exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> Do your homework. But what fun you'd have doing it. I, I saw the pictures of it and I saw the video that Gareth put online and I was like, this is weird. It's like he's wandering around inside my head. It was well, great. And, and I you did, loved it. Yeah. You did kind of get the feeling that any interactive exhibit at that, at that museum would involve the it being would, asked to repair yeah. a handbrake or something. The owner yeah. would come out and start one of the cars for you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Go on. That's sounding a bit... You, do- you can touch the throttle. No, stop! Well, the, the, the bloke who owns this museum, uh, Ian Hope, I think is his name, I asked him, you know, well, how, how did this come about? How did you start this museum? Because it really was just a collection in his back shed. And it all started with that they had a, a couple of Morris Thousands in the family. And he's got four daughters. And he promised his daughters that when he died, he would give each of them a Morris Thousand because they loved these Morris Thousands. It's kind of like a modern fairy story. Really, it really it? is. So it started with four Morris Thousands. And so this sort of collection started growing. And people were finding out, like, oh, Ian, I've got this uh, Triumph 2500. You want that? Ah, oh, I might bring it over, you know. And 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 it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew until they, as I said on the video, they've got I think pretty much every British mark represented there. There were no Morgans. He's after a particular Jag Mark Ten. Mm-hmm. There were something like three hundred and sixty cars there. Thirty-three of them are Morris Thousands. Any Jensens? I didn't see a Jensen. There wasn't the a Jensen there. You're right. I didn't see. Uh, either a, a Jensen Healy or a proper Jensen. But as Violet so rightly said, it, it's the ordinary. In terms of the ma- exactly, in, t- in terms of your mainstream mm. sort of ordinary cars. It was, yeah, but what's so ordin- amazing about it is that these were all cars that had you know, been used and presumably hadn't been put in garages like supercars or something, but they were all in such good nick because I, I think it's probably because the climate around there is so good. And, nice and uh, dry. And um, I, I don't know, they were just, uh, he often had how many owners they'd had on the bonnet and things like that you know obviously they'd been taken care of and over here you know you see a car 
of that age and it's inevitably a rust bucket. I would recommend if you're ever in New Zealand as people in Northern Europe often are, yeah. you know, <laughs> often find yourself down there. People from New Zealand sometimes aren't often in New Zealand. No, that's true. Most of them leave the country. There's more New Zealanders outside of the country than in the country. But um, if you're ever in the Hawke's Bay province of New Zealand and I know you like cars because you're listening to this please go down. It is an absolute joy. I think even you and your sister and Carl and the kids enjoyed it to a certain degree because yeah, it's a did. spectacle, isn't but we, it? We mostly like spotting the zombie cars. The, <laughs> better explain what the zombie cars. <laughs> well, the, well the, the cars were in such good nick. There were only a very few that were kind of falling apart. <laughs> were they kind of that kind of eyes? Sorry, headlamps looking drooping a bit vacant, drooping, and the, and the sort of the, 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 the doors falling off, and the rust. They were the zombie cars. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was um, that was the second most amazing thing concerning cars about our trip down under I'm going to finish this show with the most amazing fact I discovered about cars when I was down under and I'm so proud of this I'm so pleased with this you know I've always considered myself a Ford man right? mm-hmm. and I started to fall in love with Holden because the big Commodore looked so good out there and I'm reading about the Aussie V8s and all that great I thought I'll do just a bit of homework so I looked on Wikipedia, and it says that the, the Holden story is that Mr. Holden went out to Australia in 1898. He was a saddler. His job was making saddles for horses and coaches and all that, and so started doing the interior of cars, the leather interior of yeah. cars, when the cars came on stream in the early 1900s. Where's Mr. Holden from? Warsaw, West Midlands. Really? Just like Noddy Holder of Slade, my <laughs> number one hero. So in my mind's eye, that's not a Holden, that's a Holder. The nearest thing you get to be able to buy a Slade car. Imagine how happy I am. Baby, that's baby, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was Christmas. And do you know what? I, it's often when I was driving my old VXR8, which is a Holden by any other name, I did <laughs> used to think, come on, feel, feel the noise! Yes! <laughs> So we'll leave you on a bit of 70s music in the style of the jam. Uh, this is a little song written about our trip away, uh, perhaps all of us, uh, this Christmas. Say goodbye, Richard. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Violet. Bye-bye. Say goodbye, Zog. Goodbye. This is OK, back in the UK. See ya. Thank you. It's nice to be back in the UK. We're the jam. Snow. We run out of grid though, but when it's clear, and 
Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Bang. 